Hey there, mamas. This is Paige. And I'm Leslie. And you're listening to the Outnumber Mamas podcast, where we talk all things motherhood, from tots to teens, and everything in between. Hey, mamas. It's Leslie here with my co-host, Paige. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us again. We hope that you all had a great week. Yes. Yes. How was your week? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It was a long week. My kids, both of the little kids, were sick, so we spent a lot of time just snuggling and Tylenol. (laughs) Right? Tylenol. How was your week? It's been okay. Um, Rowan has not been sleeping great the last couple of nights, so again, he's only three months, so I'm kind of in that, like newborn crappy sleep phase. (laughs) Hopefully you'll get out of it soon. I'm hoping. He was doing really well for a while there. Like he would give me four hour stretches. Oh, that's nice. Between feedings. Yeah. Um, And then the last like two or three nights, he's been waking up like every hour and a half to two hours. Oh. So yeah, I'm kind of running on empty, but it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) And then then Brenly, she, I, I think she's teething more because she's been waking up, um, and, and she doesn't just wake up. She wakes up, like, screaming. Oh, no. Like, bloody murder. It's awful. It's hard, too, because you don't want her to wake up the baby. Exactly. And the monitor, so Rowan's in my room in a bassinet, and the monitor's on my nightstand, which is right next to where Rowan sleeps. And, and even though I have it on the lowest level, um, sound-wise, like, if she gets screaming, it's so loud. So, yeah, I, like, pop up and I run in. And usually I just have to hold her for a minute and just, you know, tell her everything's fine. And then I lay her back down and she's good. But she'll sometimes do that, like, two or three times a night, maybe more. So that's why I'm like, I think her teeth are bothering her. I don't know. Mamas, if you have kids close in age, how do you get through that without the older one waking up the younger one? Because that's a problem here, too. Yes, please share your tricks (laughs) and tips on that one. Because, like, even, like, when we're downstairs, like, you know, throughout the day, and Brenly's loud and playing, and if I happen to rock Rowan to sleep, I'm like, okay, now what? Same here. My daughter sleeps in the swing in the living room because she will not sleep in her bassinet in the day. So when Jack wakes up from his nap, it's like, oh, well, I hope you're done with your nap, Maisie, because you're waking up. Yeah. So what I've ended up doing is I put... um, or his swing in the other room. So I have a living room and a family room. So I put him in a totally different room, and I have it dark in there. And we have um, Alexa or whatever, a dot, mm-hmm. Echo Dot. So we so we put that in there, and I just play white noise on that and try to drown out any of the loud noise that Friendly's <laughs> making in the other room. It seems to be working. Um, but he still doesn't nap very long. Just, I think that's, I don't know, that's his pattern. Might just be his age, too. Yeah, he takes, like, maybe a half-hour nap, which sucks. (laughs) But we're going to get through it. do what you have to do. Exactly, exactly. He'll go by before you know it. Yes, yes. So, anyways, that's kind of been our week. (laughs) Well, today we're going to talk about... um, 10 things that we didn't know about labor and delivery. Yes, this is an interesting topic. It is. Um, I don't know if you listened to our first episode, but we did talk a little bit about our births and our pregnancies, and we did go into a little bit about um, one of the things that we didn't know the first time that we gave birth, like what it was going to feel like. 
And that was, um, this. I promise this is the only time we're going to talk about it today. <laughs> when, um, like, so when your water breaks and you're ready to give birth, you feel like you have to poop. And yeah. I didn't know that I was going to feel like that. Right. You just, you don't know what that sensation is going to feel like. And then, like, I remember with Ella, like, the first time I was like, I'm, I'm going to poop. I need to go. I need to go to the bathroom. And the nurses were like, no, no, that's, that's you. You're ready to push. Let's check you. And then sure enough, I was at a 10 and they're like, yeah, that's the sensation we want you to have. That means you're ready to go. So yeah, it's like super intense as we've talked about before, but that's definitely the feeling. And I had no idea that that's what it would feel like. Me either. No idea whatsoever. Yeah. And another thing that I didn't know was um, when you get your epidural, I thought that it would just feel like like a pinch, and then I don't. I didn't realize that you could feel the medicine going down. Mm-hmm. Yep. So like with um, my last two, it's I struggle to remember my my epidurals and things from my first two girls, um, but my just because they're older, fifteen and thirteen. It's been a long time. <laughs> So for my younger two, um, I felt like that there's like a, like a, a, it's almost like an electrical charge or like a little zing yes, that like goes down, down your, your leg. leg. And it doesn't happen to everybody. The doctor explained it to me. He said, this could happen. So just be aware. And it's like, a, it's almost like the sensation of being electrocuted yes. a little bit. And it just went right down my leg. And it's just a quick second, you know, but it's just the weirdest sensation because you feel it coming from your spine, but it goes down your leg. I don't know. It's really weird. It is really weird. Something I never anticipated. And I also, with epidurals, I didn't realize that um, the first time I had one, I didn't realize that they weren't immediate. Oh, they take a little bit to kick yeah. in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like when I've been in the hospital for other things, like kidney stones and stuff, uh-huh. where I'd had have to have like a painkiller. I feel like that worked quicker than my epidural. Really? Did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it. I remember it taking like I don't know, like twenty twenty five minutes. Oh, I don't feel like mine took that long. I was really? gonna say like ten minutes oh. tops. I, I've had bad luck with my oh. epidurals. So, <laughs> my my one with Brenly was bad. They had to do it twice. Oh god. Because um, the first one start the um, the little tube that you know mm-hmm. they inserted. Was started, it on one side? Well, it started filling with blood. Oh, no. And so they tried to flush it out with saline or whatever. I don't know, whatever they do. And they were, it just kept filling up. So they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. We're going to have to redo this. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. It's so hard, too, because <laughs> you're in between contractions. And yes. you have to sit still. Oh, for sure. And and my my worst problem is that I do not do well with needles, period. Really? Or blood or any, like, I I don't do well. So, like, I get lightheaded, and I have low blood pressure on top of everything, which I don't know. I don't know too many many people that have low blood pressure. I know a lot that have high blood pressure, but I have low blood pressure. So I get lightheaded very easily. And then to have that whatever it is where I have, like, this, it's not a fear, but I just feel sick to my stomach, like, when I think about blood and needles and eh, getting blood drawn is not a good thing for me. But... So when they told me that I had to have it done again, I was like, oh, my gosh. So my blood pressure dropped, and, like, the nurse was sitting in front of me kind of, like, almost hugging me, and she said to the anesthesiologist behind me, like, 
you need to hurry this up. She is ready to pass out because my blood pressure dropped so low. That's so scary. Yeah. And I could, I could, I was seeing the stars like right before you pass out. Like I was ready to go. And he's like, okay, done. We're done. And he finished it up super fast and it worked. Thank God the second time. But yeah, it was, it was the worst epidural I had ever had. So then, so then with Rowan, my most recent one, it was it was beautiful. Like it worked perfectly. He he was very quick. He only did it once. You know, like good. it was great. So it was it was a good experience. But yeah. So the the one thing that we're we're um, talking about that you might not know is you might get that electrical charge or that little zing that goes down your leg. And it's completely normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally normal. But so if you've if you've not had a baby and and you're pregnant or you're going to be getting an epidural. That might be something that happens. Or even if you have had a baby and mm-hmm. you have another baby and you have it this time and you didn't have it last time. Right. Yeah, it doesn't happen every too. time. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there you go. That's our number two, the zing. <laughs> number three is delivering the placenta. Yeah, this is totally something that I, um, I mean, I guess I didn't realize that you like de- literally have to deliver it. Like you have to push it out with a contraction. <laughs> right. Yeah. Me either. It's, it's bizarre. And, it, and of course it, it doesn't hurt or anything cause it's this big blob of tissue. You right? don't even feel it really no. coming out. And I feel like part of that too is because like your mind is, you're so excited that you have your baby in your arms. Right. So you're, I don't know. I didn't even really pay attention. I was like, okay. Yeah. And I don't even really remember with my first one, which was only like a year and a half, a little bit over a year and yeah. a half ago. Yeah. it's And it's usually pretty quick after you um, push out the baby, then it's, you know, once, I don't know, I can't remember how quickly, I, within a couple minutes. I want to like, say with right. my second, it was a few minutes. Yeah. She had to like massage there, like my uterus for a minute before yeah. I, before I delivered like, it. All right. You need to push this out too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just remember it being like um, really warm. Yes. Just a warm mass of just soft tissue. Like, I don't know. Like, it just, it was fine. Like, no discomfort at all when you're trying to push that out. Like, you really don't even have to push it. Just kind of like comes out. Comes out with the contraction. If you're lucky. I've heard of people who have had to have like, like part of the placenta doesn't come out with it. Oh geez. And this one girl I know, it happened to her. I'm sorry, I always tell horrible stories, but no, it's um, okay. sh- the doctor had to like go like elbow deep up in her. Oh good lord! <laughs> He's like hello, like with his head up in there. Yes. <laughs> so That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So um, another one is the nurses will come in periodically and massage your stomach, which. It's not always, it's not gentle. No. They like kind of wrench on you. So <laughs> I read that they do like massages. And uh-huh. in my mind, it was like, oh, this is awesome. Like right. it's going to feel so nice because you know, you're not going to have a baby in there. And, right. And I, I thought that would just like, I don't know, feel good, but it doesn't. It does not. <laughs> no, it's, they're usually pretty, pretty tough. And they, they like, I don't know, like, um, like if you've ever ever had a deep tissue massage where it really it really kind of hurts, you know, does it's not like a gentle relaxing massage, but almost like getting punched in the stomach a little bit. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> feel good. 
No. So yeah, I didn't. Um, I didn't know that that was going to be happening with my first. Obviously, with my um, your last ones. You did. Yeah. And also, when they massage your uterus, every time after they would do it, they would check my pad to see if I bled a lot. Oh, yes. They did that for me, too. Yeah. And I felt like there was always a ton yeah. more after they would do that. Uh-huh. They were, like, just trying to press it out. So the point of that is to try to help stimulate your uterus to contract, back contract to it back to its normal size. Yeah. Yep. So that, that helps because... Um, they need to see that it is starting to shrink back down. I think that's something that they want to see before you can leave the hospital. You want to know what's really weird, though? With Jack, who was born in 2018 in January, they did it all the time. And then when I had my baby in December that year, I only think, I think they only did it once or twice. That's the same exact scenario for me. They that's did it weird. a bunch with Brenly and only once or twice with, with Rowan. I wonder why. <laughs> I don't know. That's so funny. You know, another thing that they did different, it's actually number five on our list. Um, so with my son, I had him at like 11 in the morning or 1030 in the morning. And then we stayed that whole day. And then we stayed the whole next day and went home the following day. But with my daughter, I had her at like 617 in the morning and they let me go home the next day. They gave me the option, but they didn't give mm. me the option with my son. Yeah, they, um, so I, I was in the hospital like two full days and then went home by 11 o'clock the third day. Yeah, it wasn't and, like that with me for both of them. And they, they, they actually asked me if I wanted to go home. Okay. And I said, no, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to stay for multiple reasons just to have the extra help. I didn't have to. Um, you know, basically you're getting your food brought to you. You get to choose from a menu what you want. Um, they give you your medicine when you need it. You know what I mean? Like it take care of your baby if you need help. Yeah. Yeah. And you, yeah, it just, it was nice to have the extra help there and I could try to rest, you know, it's just, I don't know. I really enjoyed staying. They gave me the option, and honestly, I wish I would have stayed too like you did because I went home because I just had really bad anxiety about my 11-month-old being home with my sister. Yeah. And I was there two nights because I was induced, so I went in like late the night before, and I just wanted to get home. But when I got home, he had a cold. Actually, we'll get into this later on the next topic, (laughs) but... uh. He was sick and I was just like, I felt like, I felt like it made me extra hormonal being home that early. Like I should have stayed another day and got the help that Mm -hmm. I needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's hard enough (laughs) being a new mom. Um, So I just, I think the extra help is great. I know a lot of moms that want to come home like... (laughs) almost same yeah, day me and, too. and they're okay with that and that's great if you if you think you you can uh get home and you know handle it all and d- you do you that's awesome but Definitely. i i knew me i <laughs> i needed the extra time to um get the help and just be able to take it easy those first couple of days same here and this is for vaginal births because yes. I know that with c-sections you stay an extra day longer. like three yeah. days or something if it 
goes well. And neither of us have had C-sections, so, you know, we can't really speak to that. But I do know it's a really, it can't, well, it can be a really hard recovery. It's a major surgery. Um, so that recovery, I've heard, can be pretty intense. So um, for you C-section mamas, you definitely want to take it easy um, and get help. I know lifting, you're not supposed to lift things and drive and all those things. Yeah, stairs. So make sure you're taking it easy. But yeah, um, if you ask me, I would recommend staying the full time that you're allowed to. um, And just get that extra help. Even if you have kids at home, whoever's taking care of them is doing a good job. So try not to worry about them and just enjoy your new time with your time with your new baby and having everybody help you out at the hospital. Yeah, because there's plenty of time for the craziness at home. (laughs) It's it's not going anywhere. So (laughs) enjoy, enjoy your hospital stay. So the next one would be um, postpartum bleeding. Um, now, obviously, I mean, m- most pregnant women would anticipate some postpartum bleeding. Um, but what for me, and it's been pretty true with all of my pregnancies, um, it lasted what seemed like forever, like like six weeks See, of bleeding. Mine was only like two weeks. That's amazing. But I know that so six weeks is... Normal is it? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Because even when I went in for my six week, you know, visit postpartum visit, um, they asked me if I was still bleeding, and I remember with with Rowan saying, "I'm at the tail end," because you know you can tell when it's it going to kind of die out. Yeah, bit. but yeah, like six weeks almost to the day with all of them. Honestly, <laughs> I didn't breastfeed and. By the time I went to my six week appointment, I'd already started my period and ended it. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And you know what else I didn't realize um, on this topic? It's disgusting, but postpartum bleeding smells so bad. <laughs> yes, I agree. It's 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 different for sure. <laughs> it's very different. We'll just we'll leave it at that. It does. Yes. It stinks. But just just so you know, you know, if it's if it smells bad. It's not. You're normal. (laughs) You're normal, mama. And then, um, even though we didn't have C-sections, I um, also didn't know until I had my kids that after your water breaks, you have 24 hours to get that baby out or you're going to be getting a C-section because once the water breaks, there's more opportunity for infection. Right. So they want to make sure that the baby's healthy and... Yep. And if you're if you're not progressing, this actually happened to me with my first pregnancy. Um, they gave me pitocin to help move it along. Okay. So yeah, hopefully that'll help. Yeah, right. Because it's better than C-section <laughs> for sure. I know that I. If you listen to our last podcast, like I was really worried that it was heading in that direction. Oh wait, did I even mention that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but um, it ended up working out fine. So that brings us to our next one, um, which is water breaking um, on its own or versus being broken at the hospital. And I've had experience with both of those. So with my son, my water broke on its own. And so I was sleeping and I like heard like a pop and it woke me up and I ran into the bathroom and I... You I heard knew, a pop? Yeah, like I heard and like wow. felt like a little pop. 
Interesting. Yeah, I was like dead sleeping. Wow. So I don't know if it was just like my body was yeah. more aware because I wasn't like doing something, you know, or there wasn't like background noise or anything. Sure, yeah. Like I woke up in the middle of the night and I had contractions and I thought they were Braxton Hicks. So I went back to bed and then a half hour later I heard and felt a little pop. Wow. And then I jumped up and went in the bathroom and I was like, am I peeing right now or did my water <laughs> break? Uh-huh. And so, uh, yeah, I broke on its own. And then... Wow. With my daughter, I was induced, so they broke it at the hospital, Okay, which was a completely different experience. Yeah, it's definitely different. Now, I haven't necessarily had my water break, per se, um, but um, with my second daughter, I had, I guess, a slow trickle, and I didn't know it, because when I went in for one of my last, you know, um, visits with the doctor, they did an ultrasound, and they... realized, oh gosh, she has low fluid. So I ended up getting induced. Um, and then with Rowan and Brunley, both of them, I had to have my water broken. And it's, my experience has not been fun. They take like a huge crochet hook. It looks like they kind of jam it in there and try to pop the bag of waters as it's called. Um, but with, with Rowan, oh my gosh, like in every contraction I was having after that, I, I felt like I was just gushing water. That's how I was with Jack when it yeah. broke on my own. Every single contraction, up until I had him, it really? would just gush out water. Still more. Yes. Like, there's got to be an end to this, right? <laughs> I think I read, and I might be making this up, but I think I read that it's because like the baby pees too still. Oh, so okay. you still get some more it's urine coming out too. Yeah, I, don't know. I might be making that up though. So it sounds good to me. me. <laughs> it works for me. This is the girl that wants to be a labor and delivery nurse, just giving out. Information. Well, you'll be able to give us facts on yes. that in the, next, yeah, a couple next years year. from now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then speaking of water breaking and all that gross stuff. Uh, I didn't know about the bloody show. Did you ever have that? Because you were induced, so I'm not sure if you... I had a little bit with a couple um, with a couple of my pregnancies, but nothing like crazy. Really? Just maybe some like blood-tinged mucus, but not anything like intense. So mine was when my when I had my son, my when my water broke on its own, there was just blood everywhere. Like really? I bled everywhere. Really? Yeah. And wow. there was blood in the toilet after I realized that my water was breaking. And then it wasn't like super, super bad at first. Uh-huh. But then by the time I was like checked into the hospital and in my bed and everything, there was blood everywhere. Like every time I would get up to go to the bathroom before I had my epidural, wow. drips of blood would go everywhere. See, this just goes to show you how everybody's pregnancy and delivery is just so different. It is. So different. But a lot of the stuff is normal, too. So it's good to know that, you know, if you don't have blood or if you do have blood, it's completely I didn't have any blood until, I gosh, I don't even know, until I was pushing. I don't don't know. I don't even remember having blood with my daughter when I was induced. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess yeah, it's just right? different. It is. Uh, different pregnancies can be different too. Yep. Yep. So our next one is what contractions actually feel like. I had no idea what a contraction felt like until I had contractions. So 
like I'd read online that contractions felt like your um, like the top of your stomach like getting hard and then mm-hmm. getting soft. And I never ever had that. My contractions always felt like super bad pelvic pain, like period cramps, yep. like down intense. low. Yes, yes, intense period cramps is what what I think real contractions feel Me like. Me too. Now with the the um, top of your stomach getting hard. To me, those were Braxton Hicks. Did really? you ever have those? I had Braxton Hicks a few times, but every time I had them, they were down low. Really? Yeah, and they still well, said that they my- were Braxton Hicks because I wasn't progressing. Huh. But did they, were they painful? Because Braxton Hicks aren't usually painful. Um, no. I've had both. I've had painful ones, and I've okay. had ones that weren't painful. Huh. I've had ones that, like... What, I would be under monitoring, and I wouldn't even know that I was contracting. Okay, yeah. So I, I got Braxton Hicks all the time with especially my last two, um, where my stomach would get really hard, but zero pain. It would just be right. like, yeah. So, but mine were never painful. But real contractions? <laughs> they're painful. Those are painful, <laughs> yes. So... And then um, another one, uh, this is actually, I think, number 11. We'll throw, we'll throw in a bonus one in for you. Um, for anyone um, that's going to be delivering, you will likely get a catheter. Now, with my first, I had no idea that I would be catheterized. And just a quick story um, with Ella. My, I was um, you know, in labor and... All of a sudden, I came to a screeching halt, and I wasn't dilating anymore. And don't re- we we couldn't figure out what the problem was. Um, they kept upping my pitocin and just kind of turning down my epidural and trying all of these things. And then all of a sudden, um, I can't remember if it was a doctor or a nurse, but someone came in and was like, um, have you not been catheterized? And I was like, no. And they were like, well, why not? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, this is my first kid. I didn't know I was supposed to be catheterized. So they're like, we got to do that. Your, it could be your bladder that's <clears throat> stopping this whole uh, delivery process. So as soon as they catheterized me and I released all my urine, <laughs> I, my uh, labor uh, progressed like instantly. That's so crazy. Like, yep. I always thought that you would get a catheter when you had an epidural, and that the reason was because they didn't want you to pee everywhere, right? Because you can't feel. I mean, you're numb. So. Well, that that I think that is the main reason, but they also do it um, because to make room for the baby. Yeah, because if, if your bladder's full and in the way, then it can cause you know the baby to not be able to come down. The birth canal. <laughs> See, they didn't give me a catheter for my son. And I had an epidural, but with my daughter, they did. Huh. Yeah, it's so, so interesting. It's so weird. Yeah. How, and I mean, I gave birth 11 months, almost a year apart from each other right. at the same hospital. Right. You know, so it's like you would think that... You think the procedures would be the yeah, same. But, but apparently yeah. they're not. Right. And the catheter, honestly, I didn't know how it was going to feel. When they told me that I was going to get one, I felt like there was so much pressure like, even having an epidural, I didn't think that I was really going to feel it, but I totally did. Yeah. I, it was like, a, for me, it felt like a pinch. Like, it was like a pinching sensation. Did it bother you at all throughout the rest of your labor? Nope. Once it was in, it, it was good. I mean, I would occasionally feel the tube just kind of, really? like, coming out, but um, 
nothing, nothing uncomfortable. I mean, shoot, my contractions were distracting me way more than the catheter. I think they might have just put mine in too soon. Yeah. But I got my epidural pretty early, so that's probably why. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But so yeah, well, that's our top eleven things. I know we said ten, but our top eleven things that we didn't know about labor and delivery. Yep, and we know that, or I know that we mentioned in our last episode um, that we would be discussing things that moms uh, don't talk about, but we are going to save that for our next episode because we blabbed on and on in this one, and we didn't want to make it too long for you, but um, look forward to that in our next episode. Yes, and in the meantime, um, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Outnumbered Mamas and Facebook at facebook.com backslash Outnumbered Mamas. And then also be sure to check out our section of the website, um, outnumberedmamas.com, titled Mom Together, because there's all kinds of information on there on how you can join other moms in a community and mom together. So until next time, let's mom Mom together. together.